out a place not made by any man gates of pearl streets of gold where the rescued love to dance and I've heard about the angels singing to the
glory will never grow old. I went to the church one lonely night. I sat way back, for my soul was not right. The preacher was preaching how Jesus died. For a sin-filled world, he gave up his life. I went to the altar and knelt down in prayer. Lord, please have mercy and depart on me there. He lifted my burdens, brought peace to my soul. What made my life new was the story so old. Oh no, the old story will never grow old. How Jesus died to save my soul. Oh no, the old story will never grow old. That story will never grow old. Many years have passed by since I met the Lord. And I remember that night when the story was told. Time has no hold. On the message it brings, that story is old, but it still blesses me. Oh no, the old story will never grow old. How Jesus died to save my soul. The old story will never grow old. That story will never grow old. No, that story will never grow old. Aren't you glad this morning that the story never grows old? Amen. Isn't that great? I appreciate the songs this morning from the choir and also uh, from the group. I appreciate them very much and uh, congregation songs as well. It's just a blessing uh, to sing unto the Lord and uh, it is great to be in His house this morning. And I know that uh, probably all of us are so aware of events that are taking place. You've... uh, probably watched many newscasts concerning uh, the events that are going on in uh, the Middle East and uh, uh, all of those things are, that are taking place. And uh, I think that we should pay attention uh, to those things. I think we should be alert. I think we should uh, just perk up when we begin uh, to see the events and the things that are taking place uh, there. It ought to concern us. Uh, as an individual, it ought to concern us as a church. It ought to concern us as a nation of those things that are, that are happening there. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning and look in some Scripture. And 
This scripture's been on our heart. We've, we've planned this day, kind of set this, this day aside uh, for several weeks now. And uh, this scripture just kept coming uh, back to me for today. And uh, so I just want you to pray and just be attentive to God's word. What I'm going to bring you this morning is from the word of God. It's what God's word has to say. It's not my opinion. It's not what I think about it, but it's what God's Word says. And see, my opinion doesn't amount to a hill of beans, uh, but what God's Word says does. And uh, so I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 10. The book of Acts, chapter number 10. And I want us to go on a little visit today. We're going to go and, and visit an individual's house and see some things that uh, takes place. Uh, there, but it's in Acts chapter number 10, and it's probably very familiar scripture uh, to you this morning. And uh, I'm going to read, for the sake of time, I'm going to read a portion of this chapter. When you look at this entire chapter, there's 48 verses uh, in it. So I'm not going to read all 48 verses, but I want to read you some things that will just let you know uh, what's happening and what's taking place uh, here. First of all, uh, in Acts chapter 10, beginning with verse number 1. Uh, the Bible says there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that feared God with all of his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. said he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Now just think about that uh, for a moment, that he did all of this and he sends them to Joppa. Skip down to verse 14. It says, But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, Behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought, thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause wherefore you are come? 
And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, one that feareth God, and of a good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee uh, unto his house and to hear words of thee. The Bible says, Then called he them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow, after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. Now think about that for a moment. He called together his kinsmen and near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself am a man of God. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. Now if you'll skip down with me to verse 32. And this is Cornelius relating what had happened. It says, and he says, Send therefore to Joppa. He's giving Peter what the Lord had told him to do. He says, Send therefore to Joppa, call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodged in the house of one Simon the tanner by the seaside, who, when he cometh, he shall speak unto thee. And Cornelius says, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore we're all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel preaching peace by Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. And we are witnesses of all things which He did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed Him up openly, not to all the people, but unto witness chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with Him after He rose from the dead. And He commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is He which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To Him give all the prophets witness that through His name, whosoever believeth in Him shall receive remission of sins. And that's where we're going to stop uh, this morning. There's one verse out of Jeremiah I want you to remember. Keep this verse in mind for this entire service. In Jeremiah 29, 13, the Bible says this, And ye shall seek Me, and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Notice the condition there. It says, ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Jesus sent His disciples out in the gospel of Matthew chapter number 10. 
And he told them, said, don't go into the way of the Gentiles. But he says, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In Romans chapter number 1, very familiar scripture, the Apostle Paul in his writing says this, he says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the wise and to the unwise. He says, so as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. If you'll study the Bible, study out the Word of God, you'll find in Acts chapter number 2, the day of Pentecost. And we find on that day a great event that would take place. Jesus had commissioned the disciples in Matthew 28. He says, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And he says, Lo, I'm with you always. He commissioned the disciples. He commissioned uh, to, new, to the New Testament church. In, Matthew, in uh, the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, he says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8, Jesus, prior to His ascension, said this. He says, "...ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto Me both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth." Up to Acts chapter number 10, if you'll study out in Acts chapter 2, you'll find that the Jews were present there. They were from every nation. The Jews from every nation were gathered there. And Peter preached a message that you can read in, in less than five minutes. 3,000 souls were saved by God's grace. The Jews heard the Word of God. They heard the truths from God's Word. They heard that. And they were the Jews that were there. Remember, Jesus had initially told the disciples to don't go to the Gentiles, but go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Paul in, in Romans 1, uh, chapter 1, verse number 16, he says, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you at Rome also, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first, and also to the Greek or the Gentiles. And so up to this point in Scripture, primarily it was Jews that were being saved. But here in chapter number 10, there's a Gentile man. His name's Cornelius. And there's three things I want us to look at this morning very quickly, very briefly. Number one, I want you to notice how that the Lord worked on Cornelius. And then I want you to see how that the Lord worked on Peter. And then last but not least, the results that took place. Alright, now think about this for a moment. 
The Lord works on Cornelius. The Bible tells us a little bit about Cornelius in the verses that I read. read it said there was a certain man. There was a certain man. His name was Cornelius. The Bible said he's a centurion. That tells us that he was in, in, uh, in command of at least a hundred soldiers. That, that, and this was this man, uh, Cornelius. But the Bible says that he was a devout man. That word devout in the original language means reverential. He was a devout man. The Bible says that he feared God with all of his house. It said that he gave much alms uh, to the people. And it tells us also uh, that he prayed to God always. Now when we think about this and, and we look at this where he prayed to God always, that makes our mind go back to the verse I gave you out of Jeremiah where it says, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. He prayed to God always. And so the Lord gives him some instructions. Now notice how specific that God is in the instructions uh, that He gives unto Cornelius. The, the Lord begins, notice, notice this. It said that an angel of God came to him in his house. And he told him, he, he, he said unto him, he said, you send men, he said, your prayers, your alms are come up for a memorial before God. Send men to Joppa. Call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house, by the seaside, whose house is by the seaside. I heard somebody in teaching some of this uh, not long ago said this was the first GPS uh, that was given. Look how specific God was on where that, he w that Cornelius was to send these men to. He told, he told him, he said, look, he said, you go to send men to Joppa. And he said, you call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter, specific. said, he's lodging with Simon, a man named Simon, a tanner, and his house is down by the sea. And he said, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. So God was working on Cornelius. He was working on him. And Cornelius follows God's instructions. The Bible said he calls two household servants and calls one of his devout soldiers to him. And he tells them of what they're supposed to do and he sends them to Joppa. So we've got the first part of it. Second part of it, notice this. How God was working on the other end. Aren't you glad that God works on both ends? God's work works on both ends. It's not just a it's not it's not just a coincidence. It's none of those things. God was working not only on Cornelius. Cornelius was a devout man. God, Cornelius was a man that was seeking God. He was searching after God uh, with his whole heart. He was searching after Him. And God worked on another man. And his name 
was Peter. We know him as Simon Peter. Notice what, how the Lord works on Simon Peter. Now, Peter was a Jew, and many of the animals and things were unclean to a Jew. And the Bible says that when Peter went up on the housetop to pray, the Bible said about the sixth hour, which would have been about 12 noon. It said he became very hungry, and he would have eaten, but while they made ready, it said he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open, a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. On that sheet, the Bible says, were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, fowls of the air. And there's a voice came to Peter and said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. It says, the voice spake unto him again the second time. It says, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And the Bible said this happened three times, and then the vessel was received up again into heaven. And Peter's there, and he's wondering about what's happening, what had taken place, what he had just witnessed, what he had just experienced. Look at verse 17. It says, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, was lodged there. And while Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit said unto him, said, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore, get thee down, go with them, doubting nothing, said, I've sent them. The Bible said, Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, said, Behold, I'm here. He said, I'm he whom seek ye. What's the cause? Wherefore you come? And they told him, said, Cornelius a centurion. He's a just man, one that feareth God, of a good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. So God was working on Cornelius. Cornelius sends the men. God's working on Peter, preparing Peter to go with those men to wind up at Cornelius' house. The Bible tells us that Peter called them in and they lodged there with them overnight. And on the morrow, the next day, Peter went away with them and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And look at verse 24. It said, On the morrow after they entered into Caesarea, Cornelius waited for them he had called together his kinsmen and near friends. You know, one of the things that was outstanding to me about this scripture is this. You know, Cornelius sincerely was seeking God. Cornelius was sincerely seeking to know God. But you know what? He wanted his family and friends to know him too. He had got them together with them. You know, we're, we're so wound up a lot of times with the events and the things that are going on in the world, we forget about the most important thing. And the most important thing this morning is this. 
It's not what's happening over in the Middle East, though that's something that is of concern. But the most important thing is to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the most important thing. And Cornelius was seeking Him. He was seeking to know God. He was seeking to know Him. And God prepared Cornelius. And God prepared Peter. And Peter's responsibility was to go with those men and to go to Cornelius' house. And he gets there and Cornelius had, had called together his family and friends together that they could hear what Peter had to say. And what Peter was going to bring them was from the Lord. He was going to bring them a message from the Lord. So the Lord was working on Cornelius. The Lord was working on Peter. And Peter tells the people, he says, you know, the Lord showed me something. You ever had the Lord just show you something? And Peter said, the Lord showed me something. You remember he, he had made the statement that he had never eaten anything that was common or unclean. And God showed him that whatever God cleanses is not common or unclean. And so the wall and the barrier between the Jews and the Gentiles was gone. Was gone. And you and I ought to rejoice in that today because probably everybody in this building this morning is a Gentile. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Probably every one of us. And here, Cornelius, his family, his friends, they were gathered together there. And he had, under the instruction of God, had sent men to Joppa to search out for Simon Peter. And see, it's no coincidence because Simon Peter, if you go back and you read in Acts chapter number 2, Simon Peter stood on the day of Pentecost and preached that message. There 3,000 souls were saved by God's grace. What a blessing. What a tremendous, tremendous blessing. So Peter explains to them that the Lord had showed, showed him something. He said, he said, because of that I came, said, I'm here. And he asked him essentially, why have you sent for me? And in verse 30, listen to verse 30, 31, 32, 33. Listen to this. It says, Cornelius said, four days ago I was fasting until this hour. And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayers heard, thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send men therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. And Cornelius said, Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore we're all here, present before God, to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. And so God prepared Cornelius, God prepared Peter. And now Peter's there. He's there in Cornelius' house. In verses 
34 through 43. Peter preaches a sermon. If I counted this right, there's 217 words in the message that Peter brought to those in Cornelius' house. Huh? I don't know how many words I've used this morning, but it's way beyond that, I'm sure. But Peter stood there, and I want you to notice what he says right quick. Notice the message. It says, Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. He said, The word which God sent by the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. John preached repentance. Preached a message of repentance. Verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. Jesus was God in flesh. God incarnate. The Bible says, and we are witnesses, Peter explaining this, and we are witnesses of all things which He did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hung on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed Him openly. Peter preached 217 words. He used 217 words. And his message was this. He preached the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, read, read the first four verses. And it explains to us what the gospel is. It's how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And He was buried and He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Peter preached a message that it's salvation by grace through faith. You see, I cannot, you cannot, we cannot do enough in order to merit salvation. We could never do enough good deeds. Cornelius was a good man. Cornelius, I believe, was an honest man. The Bible says and, and gives us an explanation that he was a devout man. He was one that feared God with all of his house. He gave much alms to the people. And it says he prayed to God always. But you see, Cornelius needed to hear the message of the gospel, of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He needed, you see, Cornelius, ye shall seek, ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Cornelius 
was sincerely seeking to know God. And God prepared Cornelius, God prepared Peter, and Peter came, proclaimed the gospel to Cornelius, his family, and his friends. It was the message. It wasn't the man. It was the message of the Word of God. What you hold in your lap this morning is a treasure. It is God's Word. And it doesn't matter about man's opinion or what man thinks about it. But it's what God's Word says. That's what matters. The results of that day, it was the same results as took place in Acts chapter number 2 with the Jews. The same results took place. There's three scriptures. Jot these down. Three scriptures. In Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, because of preaching the Word of God, was put in jail. There was a jailer that was charged to keep them safely there in that jail. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and they began singing praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And the Bible says there's a great earthquake. Foundation of the prison shook. The bars were open. Their stocks fell off of them. And the jailer, supposing that all the prisoners had fled, drew out a knife and was about to take his own life. He was about to go out into eternity. And Paul cried out and said, Do thyself no harm. He said, We're all here. Paul was there. Silas was there. All the prisoners were there, still in that jail, even though the doors were open. And the Bible said the jailer, calling for a light, sprang in before him, trembling, and said this, Men and sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they simply told him this, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Paul and Silas would go to that jailer's house and share the Word of God, not only with him, but with his family. And the Bible says he and all his were baptized straightway. They baptized them in the name of the Lord. They came to faith in Christ. There was a man in Acts chapter number 8. He was an Ethiopian eunuch. And the Bible says that he was there. And you remember that Philip was in a great revival in Samaria. And the Lord spoke to Philip said, I want you to go down into Gaza, which is desert. And he goes down there and he sees this chariot with this one individual there in that chariot. And the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Go join yourself to that chariot. He went, and that Ethiopian eunuch was reading from the book of Isaiah. He had been to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way back home. And he was reading from the book of Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 53, if you want to read that. And Philip asked him, said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And the Bible said that Philip went up, got in the chariot with him, 
And out of that same scripture, preached unto him Jesus. You see, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. And they came upon some water, and the eunuch said, Here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And the eunuch said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Philip took him down into the water and baptized him there. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing things that take place. In Romans chapter 10, and Mitch, if y'all want to come with a song. In Romans chapter number 10, the Bible says this. Listen very closely. In verse number 8, it says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What precious words from the Word of God. Remember the verse, Jeremiah 29.13. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. The most important thing in this life is to meet Jesus. It's the most important thing. Most important thing in this life is to know Him as your Lord and Savior. It's the most important thing. It doesn't matter where you live. doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. doesn't matter what kind of job you got. doesn't matter how big your bank account is or how little it is. It doesn't matter about any of those things. But what does matter is to know Jesus. To know Him. Over the past few weeks, I've had person after person that have asked this question and probably... A lot of you in this building have wondered with the events that are taking place in Israel, is this drawing things? I've had people that have never, uh, I've never had a conversation with before that when they found out that I was a pastor, they've asked that question. And I think we do need to be concerned. I think we do need to be aware. We do need to be alert of those things. But see, the most important thing is to know Jesus. That's the most important thing. And through that, I've had an opportunity to point souls to the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. And do you know Him this morning? Do you know Him as your Lord and Savior? Do you know Jesus? You know, the, the song that the choir sang, I Speak Jesus, I love that song. Because, you know, in the midst of everything, He's all that matters. He's all that matters in the midst of everything. 
And the way, way we do things around here, if you've never been here before, is we're going to stand, we're going to sing Psalm of Invitation, and if you want to come and pray, you come and pray. You don't have to tell me a thing. If you'd like for me to pray with you, I'd be honored to. There's folks in this church that would be honored uh, to pray with you. Or maybe you want to just pray right where you're at and do that as well. But I want to challenge you. If, if you come to faith in Christ today, somebody invited you here. If you're a visitor, somebody invited you here. And you let them know, let somebody know what's taking place in your life. Because that's the most important thing is to know Jesus. To know Him. And I want to tell you, a lot of you I don't know by name. I've met, I think I've met just about everybody that's a visitor here today. I think I've met you uh, today. But I want to tell you this, I, I love you and I appreciate you. And I appreciate you being here. But I want to tell you what, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus died for all of our sin. And we just trust Him by faith. I want you to pray with me, if you will. God, our Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. God, thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord, we felt here in our midst. And God, I want to thank you, Lord, for every individual, God, every home, every family that they represent here today. Thank you for them. I pray, God, that you'll just bless and you do the work that needs to be done. We realize that we can do nothing without you. But God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will just do what needs to be done in this place today and in each and every heart of ours today. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.